thank you, Gary, for agreeing to do this. Um, yes. One of our first few episodes of the Gwen Huddle. Um, you and I met about, I think, almost three years ago um, after yeah. we first signed our our second artist to Gwen, and and eventually ended up working closely together at Gwen. And you're now our head of A and R and label relations, and you also founded your own management company, The Herd. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess to start it off, how did you get into music and why did you get into music? Man, it's so, it's so fun. I feel like every time I answer this question, I give a different answer. And like, I'm not lying. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling like a different story, like a, like a, a round story. Because I always remember like how further it goes back. Mm-hmm. I think for me, like, I feel like sometimes it'd be inside your uh, subconscious, I guess. Like, for me, my mom was actually, like, a reggae singer. And I forget that. My mom was in, like, a whole band. I used to live mm-hmm. in this giant house with all these musicians. Like, that. Like they playing drums all night, like, literally rehearsing all day. And I remember during that era of my life, I, I might have been, like, maybe six or seven, eight. I don't know. But I remember that whole time, all, all, all I used to do was, like, eat cashews and just mm-hmm. watch my mom rehearse. Like, that's all I did. Mm-hmm. And then, like growing up, um, you know, my dad was inside of was inside of jail most of my life. But when I finally met him, I realized he was also an artist as, as well. Like I always heard that he was a singer, he was a rapper, he was all these things. And um, to my surprise, he he's like a very good singer, uh, <laughs> very good rapper. And I was like, what? And my dad used to run around with like Snoop Dogg and all of them, and like. I remember I had like Nate Dog come to like my like birthday party before when I was younger. And I'm oh, like, wow. when I look back, I'm like, wow, I've been around music my whole life and didn't realize it. Um, so it's like now when I do it now, it's like, wow, like I'm, damn, like it's kind of like, I always be like, I never thought I would do music. But then mm-hmm. when I look back, I'm like, my whole life, everything shows that I was going to be in music somehow. Like every, somehow, some way, even when I was in school, like, I remember I was going to community college, community colleges. I went to like seven of them. Um, I went for like one semester, got the financial aid, left. But, <laughs> but I went, you know, but I went. So I think if I went to like six, seven, I think that's like three semesters fully, four or five semesters. I went for a few semester each. So, you know, I'm kind of, you know, you know. I figured it out in the end. Yeah, of it out. But. Um, did you study music or what did you study? Uh, when I was in school, man, when I was in school, I was actually going to school. My major was journalism because hmm. um, I was heavy into like writing. Um, you know, I mean, if, if you ask me, I thought I was just I thought I was just going to be a poet. Um, okay. By the time I by the time I got to like school, like college, I was like, I'm going to be a poet. I'm going to be like a journalist. Um, and it was like, I think I was at Santa Monica College or I was at, no, I went I went from Santa Monica to like El Camino. By the time I got to El, by the time I got to El Camino College, I remember like I was all I was I was always a great writer my whole life. Like for some reason, like I had, when I was younger, I hit like a crossroads where it was like either I'd be good at math or I'd be good at English. My mm. grandma was like a math teacher and she like tutored me in math and I was like known algebra two in like fifth grade or, 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 or I was like super good in math. But wow. I was like super terrible in like everything else. So I was like, okay, I'm good at math. Let me focus on English. And then I just forgot everything else that was not English. Um, right. But I was always, I would always like write like an essay. And then all the teachers in school would like pass around a whole school. I'm like, look at this essay Gary wrote. 
Um, but yeah, when I was in college, I was a uh, journalist. And one of the moments that stood out to me was one time I was I was trying to write for the company called uh, Bleacher Report, which is like now one of the yeah. biggest like, journalism apps. And um, I remember I just applied for it while I was in school. Like I think my third week or fourth week of school, I applied for it. And they just, oh, your rights app was great. Like, start writing. You're hired. And I was Hello. like, huh? And, they, and it kind of fucked me up because I'm like, I'm in school with all these other people that are trying to be journalists. Everyone's trying to, like, learn how to, like, write, like, inverted pyramid. You write with, like, the bulk and make a great headline, all this stuff. Right. I'm like, I'm just doing it naturally. And one day mm-hmm. I, asked my, I asked my professor, like, yo, so, like, kind of like, what's the point of me having a degree in this? You know what I mean? Because it's writing. It's like, what's the point of having a degree? And he was like, honestly, there is no point. Like, if you're a good writer, you're a good writer. Just go get the job. Then they're not going to ask you what's your degree. They're going to ask you to see your work. And if they like your work, they're going to hire you. And I was like, so my mom, he's not knowing. I'm like, well, why don't you got to offer this job right now? Oh, I'm out of here. So I, just, so I just stopped going. So I just stopped going. So I'm done. Like, I already made it. Like, I'm already getting the jobs. Y'all need school, not me. I'm gone. Um, and that was my college stuff. So I was in school for, like, actual journalism. And because journalism, it got me into photography um, because, mm-hmm. like, I was so, like, I want to write my own articles and I want to take my own pictures. I don't want to use those pictures off of, like, this uh, Getty Images or go on Google. I'm going to take all my own photos. I was, like, so, like, do it myself. Do it all yourself. Yeah, so then I got a camera. And then the moment I got a camera, out of nowhere, everybody was like, you should, you should take photos. You should be a photographer. I'm like, huh? And all my friends were artists. They are like, oh. Come shoot me over here. And actually, no, I'm shooting them. I'm shooting cover arts. I'm shooting inside the strip club. I'm shooting over here. I'm shooting everywhere. And but I'm getting paid the day. I'm like, hold up. I just made like 150, 200, 300 today, 400 today. And I'm looking at journalism. I'm like, I'm not really making nothing writing these articles or trying to write. Mm-hmm. Oh, so then I stopped doing journalism. I was like, well, photography it is. Mm-hmm. And that just kept evolving. I, but I kept being around artists, like no matter what that being a, a photographer pulled me away from uh, writing again, and I got more into taking pictures for artists, and then more work for artists, and now I'm doing, like, not knowing, I'm doing, like, marketing and rollouts to take this picture and do it this way, because it does this. I'm just like, yeah, I just, it just kept snowballing, and uh, over time, i just always been doing music my whole life, like, somehow, some way, but it makes sense now, when I, when I basically look back at it now. Right. All yeah. led to, well, kind of was rooted in music, I guess, at some yeah. point. Um, and then how did, how did you get into management? Oh man, you know, management is like, I always say this cause people like, I always have the younger managers come and ask me and they're like, your inspiration and, um, you know, like, you know, I want to be like you. And I'm like, man, like, you know, they always like, how'd I get into it? And I'm, at least I can tell them is that like, I didn't choose to be in management. I never chose to be a manager. Like I, I never, I never was like, you know what? I'm going to be a manager. No way, no way. Uh, but I think in most things in life, when it comes to leadership, even when, even even when you watch movies or maybe some shows, and I'm, granted, these all other things are things are like fictional. But I feel like most leaders just happen to be like the loudest person, the people, the people, just, the people just, just trust. And I was always just that person. So everybody looked at me for guidance, and I'm just the person that just just, that just didn't care to share his opinion. So in, in inadvertently, I just became a manager without knowing it. People were like, oh, you're a manager. I'm like, no, 
no, I'm not. Like, even though I could, I was managing artists for a long time, doing everything for them and doing all this crazy stuff. I never, I was like, oh yeah, I'm just helping them out. Like, I'm just a homie. Like, I never viewed myself as a, as like an actual manager. And it wasn't until um, Trav, um, who you know is the uh, is the co-founder of the herd, the co-founder of, of the herd with me, um, I met Trav, and how even how I met Trav is nuts because I I met Trav through his girlfriend, well now wife. Um, mm-hmm. But I knew her first, and one day I was at UCLA. Um, I just have this thing: almost every girl I dated was at UCLA for a time in my life. I don't know how to the point where people think I people think I went there because I was there so much. But that's a whole other thing. But I was there and I saw this guy performing and I was like, I like him. I'm like, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna work with this guy. And I said it out loud, I guess. I was just in my head. And Travis Weissman right next to me, and she's mm-hmm. like, No, you're not. That's my man's artist. I was like. Who's your man? Who's he? I don't care who that is. And she was like, no way. You're not about to steal his artist. I'm like, I don't know him. I don't care. So she, like, made sure that me and him met. So I do it. She made sure. And I met him. He was really cool. And I was like, oh, dope. Like, whatever. It was cool. And then fast forward, um, Trav's the first person to come to me. He was like, yo, like, can I be your assistant? Can I, like, work under you? And I was like, what are you talking about? First and foremost, like, I come from, like, at this time, I'm probably homeless still. Like, I grew up homeless, by the way. That's, like, a, a short thing. I grew up homeless, like, basically, like, 14, 15 to, like, my whole life. So that also would have me be around artists because I was always somewhere in the studio or somewhere. But Thank through you. that, um, Trav wanted to, be, wanted to work under me, and I, I just couldn't understand it. I'm like, yo, you go to UCLA. You come from a good family. You ha- you're getting a whole education, like you're going to school for music business, and like you're asking me to work under me. This sounds crazy. Like it, it fucked me up. I was like, no, this guy's nuts. And um, he always he used to always ask me, so always asking. I was like, nah, nah. We could like talk and work. I don't know. We can't. We're not. I'm not doing that. Um, and then one day, we just, we always like kept in like contact. Um, Trav ran like Trav ran like a radio show. And I used to always help him put artists on like a radio show. Like, I like help Trav Real Show blow up. Trav had a real show, but I knew all the artists. So I would be like, I would just sneak Trav artists. And Trav was like doing numbers, like his shows blowing up. Everyone's like, yo, how you know all these artists? I'm like sneaking them all these artists. Just because I knew them all. It's yeah. kind of like, damn, like being an AR now. I just happen to know all the artists. Right. Like, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> and you know, that just that that made him that made me that that made me and him closer. Um I think actually my first interview might have been with Trap. My first like on the air interview might have been might have been with Trap. Uh, but through that connection, that made me like trust him and feel more like comfortable with him. And then one day, like um, actually, my ex actually came up with a name to her actually, um, and we had a very crazy relationship. I used to like give her names for stuff. She's named stuff. She 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 should name like my stuff. And one day she came up with the idea of the herd, and she had a joke like, "Could you manage the goats?" And I was like, oh, "That's kind of hard." And then. One day I just came to Trav and I was like, yo, Trav, like, let's just start a company and it's going to be the herd. And he was like, what? All right. And then we started working together and then we made, we made up the LLC like maybe like a year later. And I remember even that moment was like so precious. So even when we were making it, I remember Trav asking me like, yeah, so like, um, so like, um, so what's my role? Do I have like a quarter or you want me to be this role? I'm like, no, it's half. It's me and you. He was like, what? And I was like, yeah, bro. Like, what? Like, I'm not doing this without you, you know? And, you know, that's kind of how I, I view him and I view, like, the company. Like, I wouldn't be a manager if it wasn't for Trav. Believing me and wanting to work 
with me, under me, to make mm-hmm. me take myself that serious. Because, like, he took me so serious. I was like, okay, I have to be a manager, I guess. And that's kind of how I got into management, for sure. Yeah. That's a great point. And so why, why did you chase, choose the name The Herd? So my ex had this joke. Um, <laughs> my ex had this joke. And like, me and her, was, we were together for like five and a half years. So we were like very, we were a very like creative couple. All we did, even to our like very last days being together, it was like business, this, and this, this, ideas. That's all we did. Like people wouldn't even think we were together because all we did was talk about just like ideas. That's all we did. Um, and, um, one day, uh, we had a event and I like named the event. And then I guess like one day she came to me and she was like, Oh, I have a, I I have like a name for you. And she said the herd. And I was like, huh? And she was like, you and your little baby goats. Cause she said, whenever I have all these artists at like a young age, like I've had Malaku since Malaku was like, I don't know, 19. Like I knew Malaku my whole life. Um. A lot of his artists I've worked with like very early on. So for me, that's why the hurt is like so serious because like all my artists I've known, like I've seen them, de- I've seen them develop as people. Like forget the music, develop as like a, as a person. Like even seeing their like mannerisms change and how they make eye contact and how they even hold conversations. I'm like seeing all that. Like I remember when you couldn't even like I'm, I remember when like Malaku couldn't even talk aloud because his voice is so deep. And he couldn't even talk as loud. Yeah, people still say, yo, he talks, he's still so low. But I'm like, man, y'all know how low it used to be, you know? So she used to make that joke. <laughs> like, all of being, like the artist that you've been working with. Yeah, and, it's, and I think that's the difference between me and a lot of other managers. I think a lot of other managers, they come in on like the business and it's like, yo, if it's making money, I'm here. If it's not, it's not. And for me, it's like, I want these people to be successful no matter what. Um, it's beyond music with me. And we're going to try to make sure the music is the reason why you get successful. But if this music don't work out, best believe I'm going to find something else that I'm going to include you in that's going to pay you, but you're going to be good. You know what I mean? Because in the, the day, you trusting me with your damn near life and like career. So the least I could do is make sure that your life pans out in a way that I could like also sleep at night, you know? So for me, um, that's kind of how I got into it. But yeah, she said that uh, she's always like you, she's also like you and your little like baby goats, like you and little baby goats. And then I was like, damn. And she was like, yeah, the herd. And I was like, wow. And then the logo I kind of came up with, um, uh, this artist named Jesse Jumanji. Um, she, she's like a great, like, she does a lot of bunch of crazy, like, collages. She, she's like, she's crazy. She has a thing where she can look at somebody's face and she'll look at your face, Misha, and she'll find somebody else who looks exactly like you from a thousand years ago. Wow. And she'll make a collage and be like, this is your ancestor. And she'll just do it. Like, and it's not like a database of like, she does like a cross reference. She just does it all the time. And like, she's gone viral for doing it. Like almost every year she goes viral and like blows up for it. And one okay. day I was like, yo, like people kept making me logos and I wasn't doing them. And I was like, I want it simple. I want it like just, just like this, like a triangle on this. And she was like, oh, like this. And then I was like, oh yeah. She made Lee my logo in like five minutes. Wow. And I was like, wow, that's the logo, which is right here. Yep. Uh, Love it, yeah. <laughs> She she made the logo in like five minutes. I was like, wow, thank God. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how the herd got started, and uh, yeah, that's 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 yeah. like a baby origin story for sure. Yeah. And how do how do you like separate being a friend versus a manager to the artist that you manage? Man, that you've known them for so long. How do you? Yeah. You know, I think right now that's still 
my toughest um I think that's still my still my, still my toughest battle. Mm-hmm. Um but I will say what's allowed me to speak more as a manager sometime and less as a friend has been honestly Gwen Gwen has helped a lot. Um just in my development as a man and like growing up and just um just even be able to afford certain stuff. Like I'm not at a point where I can afford more responsibilities and I could afford to take care of certain things. And I think when you, it's one thing of being a friend and helping out with stuff. It's one thing when you're like providing financially for like certain stuff. And I think with that, a different level of, of like respect comes and just like knowing when to draw the line. Cause there was a moment where I, I was just paying for everything for everybody in general. And that was because, like, you know, I, I come from, like, not ever having anything. So anything to me, like, $100 means a lot. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I can live off $100. I can, I can live off $100 for a week, two weeks. Some people, like, can do that in, like, two days. They're like, oh, they're broke. I'm like, I don't know how. But that's just, like, I was raised to, like, not have much. So I can make everything stretch. So when I started getting money, um, I started, like, giving it away. Like, here, 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 here. And I think through that, I went through a period of like, yeah, I'm doing a lot. And then I had to like stop. And once I stopped, I feel like that's when like, I guess real life and like adulthood kicked in. It was like, okay, like I'm your friend, I'm your manager, but I'm nobody's like bank. I can't be everybody's bank. Um, And if you need me, I got you, but I can't be your first line of like defense. You know what I mean? Like I'm the person you call like, Shit's about to end. I'm like, I'm like police. Like you only call the police when it's terrible. Not yeah. at like the first chance somebody look at you crazy or call the cops. You call the cops when something crazy happened. So like when something crazy happened, call me, I got you, but don't do that. And I think once I make that break between like, yo, I'm not someone you can just call for anything and everything, mm-hmm. that's when the friendships started to change. But it started to foster my growth as it was to foster their growth as well. Like for example, like we used to all talk every single day, all day, every day. That's what that's we're all we're friends. Yeah. Now it's like I might not talk to Locke for like two weeks. You know, so mm-hmm. I might talk to Vic for a week. I mean, Vic can live in the same house. I'm not gonna talk. Mm-hmm. But that also what ha- what helped that was like I moved away for like a year, and that separation happened, and now that allowed us to like reassess where everybody stands, and people had to kind of be on their own, and and not be on their own as if they were like depending on me, but it, it, it separated me so much that I was like, oh, damn, I'm not in your everyday life no more. And it, it is tough, like, being a friend and, like, a manager because on one end, it's like, yo, I know you're fucking up right here. But then as a friend, I know your hardships. So it's like, I want to tell you to make this post or do this, but I know right now you probably haven't, you haven't, you, you aren't having, like, the best time. Somebody, so somebody's passed away. But at the same time, this work still needs to get done. So it's like right. finding out ways to like still communicate. Like, hey, I'm here for you. By the way, don't forget this. But like, I know you got it. But just know that this still is important. And that's like an ongoing thing. I'm still learning how to like, do, like, like do. Um, like all my books right here. I have like a million books on my table right now. But I have all books on like communication, uh, communication, uh, uh, psychology. Um, and just like music, those are likely all things I've ever read. And if I wasn't in music and I really chose something I was actually good at, I would be a therapist because that's actually, okay. if when I was in school, that's the only class I had that was like an AP class, that was like a high, like a uh, class that was like honors. I had an AP psych 
It's the only class, the only thing I actually studied that I actually would like really enjoy. Um, even to the point where even one of my ex girlfriends was like a long time therapist. She's like, yo, like you should you should be a therapist. Like the way that you communicate, like you're doing things that I've learned in school naturally. You just do it so well. And I'm like, I mean, I wish, but I ain't go to school like that. So it ain't happening. Yeah. I mean, you've had the real life experience of of navigating how to communicate with people, setting up boundaries with yeah. people yeah. and you know, kind of going through it in real life, I guess, rather than out of a book. Yeah. And yeah. so how do you feel that you contribute to defining like an artist's music identity and, and sound? Like, do you think that you help kind of contribute with the creative process or do you like kind of put up a boundary on that as well? You know, with that, that it really, it really does depend on each artist. Um, because like, I remember it's funny when me and Trav first started, right. I mean, Travis first started. Travis used to hate me because I used to always bring in, like, every day is kind of like, this might be a, a bad reference, but this is all I can say. It's called, you know, if, like, how a kid can go on, like, a walk and they come back with, like, a cat. Like, yeah, hey, I found a cat. And it's like, yo, we don't want no, we don't want no cat. And I'm like, nah, this cat, I'm keeping it. And it's like, Travis was like, yo, what the hell? You can't just go out one day to the club and come back and say you got a new artist. What are you doing? You can, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, hey, bro, that's fire. I'm fucking with it. It is what it is. And that's even how the herd came to be, because like the herd wouldn't wouldn't make sense if it was like one artist, you know. But that's kind of how we expanded, and that's also why we have so much success because we're so spread, we're so spread across. Like Vic might be on this album, then Rock's on this album, then he's on this album. It's like everybody, and then then what does it? It also expands my reach with working with so many different artists, vendors, different like groups. Like I just know all the people because I might know this one artist like Ketu who's like deep in this art scene. So now I'm going to keep it over time. Now I know all these artists over here that paint and do this. So it just expands my knowledge just like a lot. But through basically doing that, um, I was able to work with like a lot of artists. And I remember me and Trav, we made like, we made like a grasp and it was like low maintenance to high maintenance. And we just put every artist in like, okay, who is the most low maintenance artist we have? And at the time it was like Locke. Okay, Locke's the most low maintenance because Locke can produce. He can write his own music. He can record himself. He don't need anything, but like maybe some motivation, some time, and like a strategy when it's time. When he's re- he's only he only needs us when it's time to actually put the music out. All right, mm-hmm. cool. Okay, who who who's like they needed our time all the time? And there's one artist we were managing like we were managing like um like uh, this girl and like she wanted dance lessons. She wanted this. She wanted that. She wanted this. Like, okay, she's high maintenance. So. We'll talk to her every single day because she's gonna be irritable if she, if she don't like hear if like if like if like if like she don't hear from us and we should monitor it like that and then so now when I look at the artists now I start working when I start working with artists like who naturally has like good ideas who's like naturally like in the studio like has the muscle to like they want to record often um, and who just knows when they're doing something good um, a mm-hmm. lot of times. Uh, artists might not know or they might they might stumble they might stumble on, on greatness and then walk right past it you know what i mean like and that happens all the time and they sometimes they just don't know sometimes you have to be like a mirror to show them like hey this thing you did right here this is like the best thing you've ever done right here. And they're like what that that thing was whatever but then you play with other people and everybody's like yo that song that's the one that's the one and they're like what the hell but that's normally what happens with artists. Like it's always a song that it's always a song that that artists hate that always become their, their like biggest song. You know, um, it's always when you think no one's looking or nobody cares, and that you think everybody cares about. I think that's the thing everybody sees. So I like to be around for everything. I mean, I will help with 
as far as production, as far as like if I hear a chorus in my head or, or if I hear like a melody, I'll like send like a voice memo. I'll like make it. I'll like send it to them. Um, some days, like the other day, like I spent like some hours. It's like 3 a.m. I'm like downloading samples so that next time Vic has a session, I can just give him stuff. And he can just like start making a beat faster. Um, I try to like help out as much as much as much as I can because at the end of the day, we are all like reflections of each other. So I need y'all to be the best y'all can possibly be so that I could feel like I'm the best that I possibly am. You know what I mean? And I can only be as good as you guys are. So I just need everyone to be like at their best. So yeah, I think when it comes to working with the artists close, I'm definitely there um, for, for like the ones that like make sense. Like sometimes artists are too new. I don't mm-hmm. like to be too involved in the process. I'm like, let me let you find yourself just a little bit. And so that you don't feel like, so you don't feel like your ideas are like my ideas. You know what I mean? I got to let you have some type of freedom, but then I'm going to come in after X, after X amount of songs. I'm like, hey, so like, these three songs are the ones. You're going to be like, no, it's not. And then we're going to let people, they're going to end up being the best ones. And we're going to be like, okay, so now those songs are the best ones. What about those songs make those songs the best ones? And then we'll expand on that. And then we'll try to like build a sound out of that or, or like, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's kind of been my approach with it. I, I am like very hands-on because, you know, um, once again, if I've been doing everything, like if I'm the manager, I'm the A&R, I'm the marketing, I'm, okay. the manager, I'm everything. So I need this thing to be as great as I like it if I'm the one doing everything behind it. So, so okay. yeah, so that's kind of how I've been so close to music for sure. When, yeah. when it comes to management and like picking my artists. Yeah, I mean, but I feel like you've also witnessed a lot of, you know, just like even outside of your management witnessed mm-hmm. artists who have kind of like grown exponentially, like in Armani White and and so many others that you are around. What do you think is the through line of successful artists that you've witnessed? Man, as of 2023, well, I'll say as of the 2020s, mm-hmm. um, uh, I say it's artists who don't take themselves too serious. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean it in a sense of like, just go do some crazy ass shit and like, oh, I gotta have a gimmick, gotta have it. I mean it in a sense where like, you got you, you have to be open. Um, and you have to be open with intention. Like, obviously, you're not gonna take any idea, but you're gonna be willing to hear every single idea and, and just see where things go. And, you know, you have to be open to give and open to receive. You know what I mean? You can't give something with like a closed hand. So you just have to be open. And um, the artist I see, like a Armani White, um, he's like, he's he he's very receptive to the world around him. And he's very open to like, okay, let me try this or let me try that. Or damn, I won't do that. Or how can I, how can I make this my own? Like, you know, you know, it's, it's like, you guys are artists. Like, you guys are like great, talented people. And Art is literally making something yourself and making it your own. So when you're on social media and he's somebody going viral for rapping somewhere in the middle of the street, don't copy them, but you're an artist. How can you make what they did your own? How can you make this your thing? You don't want to copy anybody, but how do you make that type of impact happen? And I feel like sometimes the artists aren't open to that. Uh, sometimes they say that I'm locked in. And you're too locked in. You need to open up and see what the hell is going on. Because you can focus on one thing too much. And sometimes, you know, artists can, like, be too open. And they just they just don't, don't have their own, like, identity because they're just doing whatever. And that's also bad, which is why I said being open with, like, intention 
is the main thing because when you're open with intention, you you will allow yourself to be who you're supposed to be. When you're when you're like when you're, you're ego based and you're like this is who I am and like I know myself and all this other stuff, I'm not doing that. This is this. It's like you're you're just only blocking your own blessing because you don't know what your version could be like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Stop worrying about being perceived or being corny or being this or be that. Like, nah, like if you if you solid, you solid. I can do I can hop on this call with my little pink fur hat or whatever. I can I can do whatever. No one will be like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a nah, it's Gary. Like I'm confident in myself, so I can do whatever I can do whatever I wanna do. And no one's gonna stop me and no one's gonna think anything of it because they know that I'm confident. So I mean, and you'll be successful on it because of your confidence. And that's the same thing. Like, artists got to be confident when they do stuff. And like, all right, bet, I'm going to do this. And it'll work. It'll always work. Now, how much it'll work, we don't know. But it's, right. it's never going to lose. Like, even when you post, like, I don't, it ain't going to work. I mean, you got 10 likes. Okay. You get 100. You still got likes. You still got something. Every time, you always got something. So do it again. And do it again. And do it again. And. When you do that, you'll start to open up whatever it is for, like, yourself. Um, and I'll close off with this. Like, I used to always say, and people used to, like, look at me like I was crazy. I was always saying, like, I don't have, like, people ask me, like, Gary, what's your plan for yourself? And how do you, like, plan to be who you're going to be? And I'm like, man, like, my, I have very big goals, but I don't mm-hmm. have routes. And people say people without a plan, that's a plan to fail. And honestly, for me, I think it's, kind of the opposite because i think sometimes if you have a plan and that plan is too baked in the moment something goes wrong with that plan you're going to panic you're going to freak out you got to be free form you you gotta you gotta you gotta be able to see like look from my house right now i can see the hollywood sign right now i know it's that direction i just keep walking that direction i'm not saying i gotta go up la Brea or go up this street i'm gonna keep walking that direction i'm gonna end up with the hollywood sign now, I don't know how long it's going to take me, but I'm going to get there because I know the direction. So I think having the overall direction and what the goal is, that's more important than having like the overall plan. As long as you're making that step and you're doing it, you'll be fine. So right. that's my take on it for sure. No, I love that. Mm. That's good. Thanks. Yeah. I like how you put it that way. Yeah. Cause... Um, but one topic that we love to talk about, actually, oh, especially man. at Quinn, oh, God. is self-sabotage. I knew it was coming. I knew, I knew it was coming. I didn't want to say it like that if I'm wrong, but I knew self-sabotage was coming. And it makes sense every time about that last topic. But... Yeah, I feel like, yeah. So what are some examples of self-sabotage that you've seen or witnessed an artist do? And and how do you also like kind of navigate them out of it as a manager or even as an A&R? <laughs> Man. <laughs> Man, self-sabotage is crazy. Um, you know, I think one of the things, I, mean, I guess I'm piggybacking off what Chanel said, but mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, I always have this, like, artists on social media all day, right? Yeah. I feel like some artists, they do just enough to complain. Like, you're doing just enough to still complain about stuff. Like, you're not, like, when the last time you really gave your complete all, like, you know, I did everything I could. Mm-hmm. They can't say that. Can't say that. But you're going to do just enough to feel like you did something to complain. And I mean to say, like, for example, artists will go in the studio and make all these songs. That's, that's what's up. That's fire. But, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> what else? Like, what, what, what are we doing with that? You know what I mean? It's like, 
you're working hard as hell and you're you're doing just enough. But right. you know that's not enough. You know it's not enough. You know how I know you know how you know you know how I know you know it's not enough because you're on social media and you see <laughs> other artists blowing up every day and you're looking at what they're doing and, and you're calling it corny and you're calling it weird and you're being mad and you're comparing yourself to them and you're wondering why you don't have their results. You're not doing what they're doing. So how can you ever complain about not having these numbers, not having even something close, not doing what they're doing. That's like me complaining, like, I don't have a six-pack. I'm going to the gym. I know I don't go to the gym. I know I don't go to the gym. And, like, I definitely, I, I, I swear to God, I definitely want to be in the best shape of my life. Like, I want a six-pack back. I want to be, like, the most fit. Every summer, I'm like, I want to be walking around like a, like a freaking Baywatch model. But, like, it, it don't be happening. And, like, I don't feel bad because I know for a fact I just had, uh, Freaking Joey's last night. I had some pasta. I was doing this. I need to sit up. I need to, I ain't work. I went to the gym in about two months. Mm-hmm. I'm still paying for. I you know it's funny. I get the little charge on my car. Like damn, Planet Fitness. I'm like damn. Oh, no. I'm like damn. I get it. And all the minds like damn. I'm still I'm still paying for this. But yeah. you can't you can't complain if you're not putting in all the work in. And that's just one of the things that I like. Oh, that's sabotage. Like you're literally watching everybody do everything but you're not doing anything you're only doing one thing it's like i don't want to tell you like you're not you're not you're not competing like yeah you might have fire music but like it's just like having i saw a, a, a um interview an interview of a day it's like like an artist is like a goddamn um exotic car it's like it looked nice everyone thinks it's a nice car but if you don't got no gas then it ain't going nowhere so it's right. gonna work it's gonna, it's gonna it's gonna get his tickets it's gonna get towed <laughs> eventually you know from get told right. and no now nobody got a car so you yeah. got to figure out how to put some gas in it if you if you ever want to go anywhere um yeah but i think another artist sabotage is like i think just going against certain rules like i feel like we're we're in a day and age of like you know, DSPs be like six weeks, eight weeks to to upload. You know, even as a, even us as a label, sometimes we be like trying to, we might try and beat it, but we still try to like aim for the six, eight weeks, no matter what. You know, or, yeah. or like or like even longer. Yeah. Um, I think with artists like they'll be like, yeah, probably mix and master it on Monday and drop it on Wednesday, and be like, damn, nobody fucking with me. It's like, well, you know, right. nobody yeah. even heard you were dropping a project, and then you're gonna post it one time and think mm-hmm. that your followers are gonna see it all. Like, and it's kind of this. You have a thousand followers, right? If you have a thousand followers and your page says your page shows your insights and you post it. You're, and you got let's say you get a hundred likes, but your post say you got two hundred views. Mm-hmm. You didn't reach all your followers. So post it again. You won't you won't even post it enough to make sure all your followers see it. You'll post it like three times by like, yeah. If you go to your analytics and look at your followers and look at who's seen it, I guarantee you did not hit you did not post your post more than what your what, what your uh, stats say, and it's like, yeah, yeah I'm like that's crazy. Like you got raw data, and everybody, uh, data, data. It's not about the data. It's like, no, nah, man, this. I'm not even like I'll try to be on some my data shit. It's like, low, bro. If you got a thousand followers, you post something and say you only got a hundred views, I would post it ten times. If I get a hundred mm-hmm. views ten times, maybe that's maybe that's a thousand, right? Right. I would think, but sometimes people just don't think. And that's also the problem is that people just be doing stuff. Um, and I feel like sometimes not to, not to like disrespect a platform, but because uh, that doesn't do with them. But I think the mindset 
when artists were on SoundCloud, they were just dropping music and it would just like it would circulate. Artist community was buzzing right there. Everybody would post it. It just went, it just went nuts. Went viral. Mm-hmm. And um, it would do its thing. I think some artists still have that mindset. Like, oh yeah, like, cause they came up seeing that. So they're like, oh yeah, I'm just going to do what I saw coming up. And it's like, well, no, this is your era. This is your time. So what does your time look like? Like, that platform isn't going to help you no more. It's just kind of like if you're trying to, like, put your song, uh, I don't know, on the newspaper, on the back page, like, damn, nobody saw my song. It's like, does anybody your age read the, read the newspaper? What are you doing? Like, what what is your age group doing? What is your, what is your like, generation doing? And I feel like people aren't doing those things. They're just doing what they saw their idols doing and hoping they can do the same. And then when they get there, they're trying to do it, and it don't, it don't work. You know, back then you could have a, a whole Instagram and no face and just a bunch of blurry pictures and be like, yeah, he's so mysterious. This is nice. Damn, I like him. And yeah. you kind of that now, it's like, oh, you're born, you're, you're weird. Moving on. So mm-hmm. you kind of got to figure it out. And I feel like that's the main thing. I think artists aren't paying attention and like really applying the things that they can apply. They're, they're purposely leaving out something because they just don't want to do it. So okay. that's me is like the ultimate self-sabotage right there. It's like, you're not even trying to do the thing that you see other people doing at all. Right. Good point. Mm-hmm. So who are your inspirations, Gary? Like, do you have any artists or music professions that you really look up to and, and aspire <clears throat> to kind of you become know, similar? Very, to- this is very tough. I have very, I have very crazy, uh, I have very controversial uh, people I look up to. Okay. But it is what it is. I'll say, I'll say it. Okay. I think for me, in like, <laughs> with the context of like, for each person, I like to pull something from them for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. Now, that don't mean I would do the things that they did or do what they do. Just, okay. Just context. Oh, boy. Cause, okay. Because <laughs> for me, I would say, like, for example, you know, Suge Knight. He was like, yeah, that's what I thought you were saying. Terrible person, but I don't even the like you gave to it. It's like it's gonna be shook. But it's not on some like yo, like oh man, like you know. I'm not. And once again, I'm not. I don't know what he did or didn't do. You know what I'm saying? That's not my business. Right. But what I will say, I do really. When I look at, and I'm, and I don't, I don't want to intimidate people, but I think that in this day and age of the music industry. A lot of people are getting away with, with, it's funny, getting away with murder for things and there's no repercussions to it. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying something has to happen to somebody, but I think there has to be an element that people think that something can happen, like some type of conflict. It don't got to be physical. It don't have anything. But I feel like people feel like they can do whatever and they don't have to answer to nobody. So I do, when I look at like a Suge Knight, it's like, well, nobody's going to steal from his artists. Because mm-hmm. they know it's going to happen. Some, they know something's going to happen to them, wherever it is. And I feel like that's important because, like, there needs to be a buffer of protection. Like, damn, people need, people need to double think, like, damn, should I do this? But if they feel like they can just, like, rob you, they're going to rob you. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel like um, I feel like that, like, pulling from Shaking Out, like, yo, having a, uh, pa- having a presence that instills, like, okay, let me, let me not do whatever to this guy because I don't know. I feel like that's important. Like, yo, he's everywhere. He's all his videos and all this stuff. And it's funny that people look at me the same way, which is funny. Though, but the funny thing is that I've never asked to be in a video. Actually, I'm saying this on record. I've never asked to be in a video. 
Everyone's mm-hmm. always asked me, hey, Gary, can you be in my video? Um, and the videos I've actually been in, I, I have not been in. So I've never actually been in a video in my entire life. People really will hit me up. I can show you emails, texts, like, yo, can you be my, can you be my video? I'm like, all right, back to show. I'll pull up. Now I'm in this scene doing some crazy shit. It's like, damn, look at Gary. Oh, Gary's on the video. It's like, yo, literally, they literally put this part in the video for me. You know what I mean? Like, literally. So whatever. But when I look at that, I look at, uh, there's a reason why people pay for marketing and they pay for visibility. Um, a big part of my, a big part of my brand and me getting other opportunities or me meeting other artists or me doing all this stuff, having, having people been able to see me. If I never post on social media or I've never done, done certain things, nobody even know Gary Biddy exists. No one will care for my story. No one know what I've done. No one know anything. Um, I don't have like a resume just floating, floating around the air. Like, Hey, look at me. Like, there has to be some type of some type of like some type of uh, some type of awareness being made. So when I look at someone like a DJ Khaled, who's like he gonna play, he gonna plug himself no matter what. The new the, the new the new the new the new goddamn Drake thing. He walked out with a sign and said, "I got two songs on. I got two Drake songs on my album." It's like, hey, now we know. You know what I mean? Like you can't say you didn't see him. So everybody's seen Drake and everybody's seen DJ Khaled behind Drake. Like I feel like those things are important. Um, so yes, I'll say. Suge for like, you know, obviously like just people not wanting to play with you. Um, Khaled just for like being like visible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously Rick Rubin in the approach of like, you know, when people, when people, when people do meet me and sit down with me, like we can actually have a real conversation. And, and it's not always like me with the grill or turned up on Instagram or laughing. Like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fun person. I'm going to have fun, but I'm also very serious. I actually, I actually come from like a very like spiritual background. Um, and, I, and I'm not always, I'm not always playing. Like I'm, I'm like, and I'm, I'm, all, I'm always fun, but I'm not always playing. You know what I'm saying? So for me, someone like Rick Rubin, like the way that he approaches artists and makes them like strip down and, and like makes them feel comfortable enough to, make their best music and make their and like and like and like make their best art that's something that i've been able to do for artists or just or just, or just people in general in my life like people meet me and be like damn like i told you my life story like how'd you meet, how'd you get me till i do that and i'm like i don't know i don't i'm chill like i'm not chilling like i like, like i'm not tripping on you like you know i i, I know how to create like a safe space um that make that force people to be who they like want to be um okay. i just foster that and i just push that and i just like push that because you know how you know how you know how i'm gonna come so you might as well mm-hmm. come come as you're gonna come because i'm gonna be me and i want okay. you to like be you so i would say rick rubin and and, and that aspect of like making people feel like vulnerable enough to like get them thinking to like really be who they want to be and just like just different like musical practices like you know just like talking we might have a session talk for like six hours and then we'll make a song but we made a lot of like uh we made a lot of like you know uh just made a lot of like progress of getting to know each other so now the next time we can get straight to the music it's easy like it's nothing now you don't have to feel in there and feel nervous and feel like what if i sing and i'm not a singer and gary gonna judge me like i know you're not a good singer like just go but like go sing though it might be hard like yeah. you know so i think that is good um I'm trying to think if i have um i mean i always say thanos but that's just me being funny <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Thanos did what he had to do. You know, people say he's evil. He saw yeah. the world ending. He was like, "Look, to save y'all, I gotta blow half his world up." Okay. And I was like, "You know what? That's crazy." Because like, you gotta care so much to do that. You know, but you know, Marvel is <laughs> hilarious for that. But um, but but I do think like sometimes in like music or like or like situations when you do care deeply, you're gonna have to make a tough decision about somebody, about yourself, 
and somebody's going to get hurt eventually. Somewhere in life, somebody's going to get hurt by a important decision that you're going to have to make. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pulling from movies, stuff like that, I feel like uh, is very important. And then I would say, like, the number one person, I would say is Soundwave. Um, you know, I've been grateful enough to just see him work up close um, and just him just be like a friend. Um, and just seeing how he carries himself, like, I'm still actively trying to find a way to carry myself the way he carries himself. And I just can't do it because he's just like superhuman. He just like, he like, he's very calm. He's very chill. Still very expressive. Even in, even within all that, like the Mm -hmm. smallest, the the smallest expression is like a big expression. But like, he just, the way he treats business and treats friends and family, it is very like, it's all the same. Like, it's kind of like that, that, that theory, like how, like, like how you do one thing is how, is how you do all things. He's like that. It's like you can always expect him to do the best to, to every to every single way. The way he designs his crib, the way that you know he he uh, raises his son, um, the way that he makes music, the way that he dresses, the way that he does everything. It's like yo, this guy is just like, how are you doing this? Like sometimes I see him, I'm like yo, when did you do this? And he's like oh yeah. I'm just like yo, when the fuck? So he's somebody to me. It's like yo, like I always aspire in the back of my mind. Like yo, like and it, and it also calms me too. It's like. That's like my like. What would Jesus do? It's like what would Sam would do right here? Right. Ah, he wouldn't. He would. Okay, I, I, I'm not gonna do it. And it actually has saved me a lot of stuff because, you know, sometimes I could have. <clears throat> I don't. I don't say I have a, have a, a quick temper, but I think sometimes I do. People will do. People will really play with your name or play with your respect. It's kind of like damn, like what you know what I mean. But at the same time, it's like kind of like you know what? Just let the work reflect and not worry about. Um, Certain stuff. At the end of the day, you're only you're only you're only, you're only one person. It takes it takes too much energy to address everything or to like even try to convert everybody to like be your biggest fan or to like even believe in what you're doing. Like you just do what you're gonna do. And that's that's the best you can do for yourself is just showing up for yourself and just doing everything. And I when I, when I basically look at him, it's like I can always count on him that he's gonna do what he has to do. Um and that's something that I aspire to do as well. Hmm. Mm. Love that. So yeah, one of my cool. questions was going to be what your, um, how like you take care of yourself. I think the the lifestyle of an A and R is oh man is really hard. <laughs> I'll grab, grab all my vitamins right now. Uh, yeah. I have two. I, I have actually have two right here on standby. I have stress relief. Wow. And then I have this other one I take every morning. Okay. And it gives uh memory, focus, concentration, learning, and accuracy. Um, but I mean, also touched on spirituality. Does that kind of yeah, help you as well I mean, in, in your yeah, daily life? I think for myself, I'm not the, I'm not the, like, I'm very spiritual in the sense of, like, I'm not never, I'm never preaching anything. I'm mm-hmm. never trying to like, oh, you should believe in this. I believe in this, or I'm never having those type of those type of combos. I don't even your thing is your thing. I don't really give a damn. Like. If you can believe in this goddamn bottle cap, this bottle cap gives you good luck, and every time you carry it, you got good luck. Shit, that's that's your shit. Do that. Like, I'm all for whatever works for you. Works for you. Um, for like for 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 myself, I'm just very spiritual in the sense of like I carry myself in a very um, positive, like very very positive way, extremely high moral compass, and I just don't want to do anything that's like bad. Like I just don't like you know I could. I have I can have like a bad thought and that would that would make me feel bad like yeah why don't I think that thing? 
And I'm like, damn, my bad person. How do I, how, how do I even think like that? You know what I mean? I mean, tripping out myself. But um, I think I just really like to carry myself like very like everybody's watching all the time. So mm-hmm. I always make sure I'm just doing like what I think to be is like the right thing. Because at the end of the day, all we have is our legacy, our name and everything. And I just want to make sure that when it's all said and done, that people can look back on me and be like, damn. Gary had Gary had my back, or damn, Gary was a good person, or damn, like all the like all the things that I know that I am. So, um, I guess my 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 spiritual practice is just like making sure that I just do right by everybody while while doing right by like myself. You know, I, I don't want nobody. I don't want no like casualties of war because like, oh damn, like I you were I had to do it. Like nah, like I always try to like find a way that everybody can win, and and yeah, in most cases everybody can't, but. In my story, almost everybody wins. You know what I mean? I do, I, I always find a way that there's some kind of like middle ground or like teachable moment or something. I always leave, I always leave somebody with something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my like practice. I always just make sure that everybody's good. Um, but, You're definitely a very positive person, Gary. <laughs> yeah, I try to be, you know, because, and I think also having a big. <laughs> very hard to like actively really be positive and to like instill that positivity in other people yeah yeah and it's, and you know it's and, and some people are gonna be crazy like oh of course you can be positive like you have such like people now be like oh of course you're positive you're doing this now you have this it's like bro listen i was this way in the past like you know what i mean also me having my past it will make me, it will make me positive i used to be very negative i used to be super negative like what mm-hmm. i used to be the most negative positive person on this planet but because I went through that and I saw how it affected my life and I saw how like like it can be it can be funny sometimes, like being pessimistic, like just being negative sometimes it can be hilarious, I'm not gonna lie. But mm-hmm. it doesn't benefit me or anybody else when I like do that. Um and I can still be positive and still have my same my same uh sense of humor. You know what I mean? Like I still gonna, I'm still gonna laugh, I'm still gonna do my thing. But yeah, being 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 positive, that definitely will have people like targeting you. Um, yeah. I've been targeted time and time again my whole life. People like, why he always smiling? Why he always happy? He knows something. He doing this. It's like, bro, like I can't just smile. Like, I'm I don't know what happened to you, bro, but I'm just happy to be alive. Like, I'm just happy to be here, to be honest. And I yeah. think even me carrying that makes people feel uncomfortable. But people don't understand. Like, you know, also for myself, I'm like a late bloomer. So everything I'm getting in my life, like I'm just now getting these things to happen. So of course I'm be like a happy ass kid because my kid self is like, yo, we lit, we 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 here right now. This is this is, we didn't know we we're gonna be here, you know. Um, even talking to to y'all, Gwen, like I'm still working on my passport. I had a passport photo for June third. I didn't do it. I, messed Love that, Gary. I didn't do it, but I'm still working. Next up, driver's license. Yeah, you know, next up, driver's license. Yeah, yeah. he's like, what? He don't have driver's license. It's like exactly. I don't have driver's license. I don't have a passport. I I haven't been out the country. I haven't done so much. And with me knowing that, it it, it excites me because these things are all on the horizon. So of course, when you see me in London somewhere and I'm smiling from ear to ear, yeah, I'm like, I've been to London ten times. Why are you happy? It's like it's my first time. Hmm. I'm gonna be happy. So uh, and I'm I'm like encountering a lot of my first. So I'm gonna be happy. And then when I work with artists. And I help artists get there first. I'm happy that I'm seeing them get there first. So I'm happy right. again. So I'm all yeah. smiling, bro. You can't you can't stop me from smiling. Like I'm gonna be a happy person because I was. It, it makes no sense to me to be sitting here mad for what? Like you know, I I tell people all the time like, and they be mad at me, but I say like, you know, being mad is a choice. Like you're choosing to be mad. Like you can mm-hmm. easily find something to be smile about, 
And I don't give a fuck what's going on in your life. Like something can happen. You can definitely laugh about something. And if you don't want to, that's on you. But I will find something to laugh about. My sense of humor is built that way. I will laugh at anything. I will find something. So, so yeah. Love that, Gary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but we all need to learn from you. <laughs> yeah. Just gotta yeah. laugh, man. Just gotta, just gotta, just. I don't know, man. I feel like we we take ourselves like so serious, um, and we should. For the same time, yeah. like this shit is still like. They always say like nobody knows what they're doing. It's like yeah, it's like nobody knows what they're doing, and it's crazy because the higher up you go, the moment you, the moment you meet that person, you think can tell you the thing, they mm-hmm. never tell you the thing. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious to me. Like. You know, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, I'm going to finally reach a point where I can probably ask somebody like, yo, how'd you do this? And I'm like, I don't know. I just did so and so and so and so. And like, I can't apply that to my life. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it's, it's really about just running your own race and just enjoying whatever you see. Like, just enjoy it. That's all, yeah. that's all you really can do at, at the end of the day. Or that's the least you can do. Because it's going to be bad. It's going to be some bad shit going on. So if you can be mad at everything, let everything affect you, you're crazy. That's crazy. I ain't doing that. No way. I'll be mad every day I wake up. We, we should be mad right now. We should be mad as call right now. The world is tweaking right now. We could be, we could be mad it as is. Yeah. But, you know, we're going we gonna to figure it out. We're going to keep it going. We're going to be positive and we're going to laugh. Right. Yeah. We're not laughing at the bad thing. We're going to laugh just because laughter is good. Right. <laughs> you know? We need to put that energy out into the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, last question yes, that I like to do is an icebreaker question. <laughs> so, your question is: Yeah, do you think emerging artists should get advances in their deals? I would say, I would say yes, and the reason why I would say yes is. And, uh, and advances can range. It could be anything from 1000 to, you know, right. whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like getting something, there's something about, like, because not every, not every artist gets a deal, right? And I mm-hmm. think there's a, there's a psychology of a deal feeling like you did a deal. Like, you got to negotiate. This is, this is like a huge milestone. So having right. money to, like, celebrate that milestone or having something like, yo, I got this to go tell people about it. I feel like those things are like very important, a part of like the overall morale about the person like doing something. Now, you know, sometimes it might not make sense. Sometimes, sometimes the deal is enough. Like, yo, you got this much money in marketing and stuff like that. And that might be enough if they, if they, if they understand that. But I think mm-hmm. sometimes having a advance definitely does uh, just instill the positivity. Like, all right, bet I did it. Like when people go to like the NBA, it's like, we knew you were going to NBA, you know, your whole life. But like, they're still going to pay you because you're going to NBA. And granted, it's a sport everybody's watching, and it's bound to make money. So that's a different business model for sure. Yeah. But, like, you know, everybody wants to feel like they made it. And I feel like when they get that money, no matter how much money it is, it's probably the first money they've ever made in a lump sum off of music. That's true. It makes yeah. them feel like, damn, I could do this for real. Um, if you did a deal and you didn't get any money, you're going to be like, damn. And then you're in the deal. And then you never make any money because you don't recoup. You'd be like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be like, damn, I just, I'm just a failure. So, you know, I mean, it's such a label to have to, like, want to put money up. But 
I think for the overall like well-being of the artists and just like motivating them and keeping their psyche up, like yo, okay, I got ten bands. All right, my next one I'm gonna get fifty bands. All right, you better go hard. You know what I'm saying? Because they're gonna find out real fast when that, that when that other advance don't come. <laughs> they're gonna find out. I'm like, damn, what happened? It's like, oh, right. you know what I mean? Like, it happens a lot of time too. Even when artists like artists will get like a placement somewhere, they'll like they'll uh pro, they'll produce something get paid out oh damn i'm going up like songs going stupid and they don't get another place for like five years another placement they're like damn like i thought i had it now they're hungry now they're like okay i gotta really get on it so either way if you get the money and you fumble it you're gonna be motivated to get it again if you get right. the money and you do good you get paid again you're gonna be like, i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep on doing good but either way i feel like them getting it in the beginning is good because when they don't have it they don't be like damn life's real <laughs> you know, so yeah. I think that's, that's something that's like, you know, I feel like will be important for artists to get for sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I think in the history of growing, we've always given yeah. our artists advances, you know, they're smaller, they'll get a smaller advance. But I, I don't yeah. think we've ever not given an artist an advance. And some and some and some and some smaller artists got lucky. So it's like, you know, I mean. Once again, every deal is different. Everybody's different, you know, different timings. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think as a label, we've like learned how to kind of navigate it as well and find the right number of like, will an artist be able to recoup this? And, you know, will we still make them happy with this size advance? But, but also kind of, you know, as a business, be able to recoup this for yeah. them and, and maybe also give them the satisfaction that I recouped a deal. Yeah. Because, so, because I mean, I would say, especially with like our deals, it's not like we're taking your masters and taking your life rights and we're right, yeah. your sneeze, we're getting paid off it. It's not, that's not like that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, people look at labels, at the end of the day, people still look at labels like labels, like, yeah, money, bank. And it's like, well, yeah, but like our terms ain't robbing you. So don't rob mm -hmm. us. Right. You know, it's like, yeah. we're not robbing you. You don't rob us. It's 50. You know, we're right. a team here. 50. You know? the masters. Yeah. yeah those, those other labels, that's on you. You can do what you want to do over there. But over here, we're going to do this. You know right. what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, I mean, nah, I feel like we're definitely uh, like growing. And I feel like we're growing out like a very like fast rate. Um, and it's still exciting. It's still exciting every day. I get yeah. up, I'm excited when I call. I'm like inspired. Like, oh shit, what's going to happen today? Like, you know, um, who we're going to meet, who we're about to interview, or what's about to happen. Like, I, I feel like there's still, there's still so much things that, that can happen that we know that, that we know is going to happen that hasn't happened yet. Like mm -hmm. it's just like, you know, this is just like a moment of just like staying in it and just really like seeing it through. I feel like it's, it's like the most like, important, you know, I feel like people talk about like art, like um, artist development, you know, this, this is also like label development as well. Like right. we're also yeah. a, a label is also an artist. Like we're a, a we're like a living, breathing ecosystem. So we're learning mm -hmm. how to function the same way. Artists are learning how to make music that makes money. We're learning how to, make a business that makes money like every everything is like you know moving together so um yeah. you know i feel like even that i feel like even that mindset right there even makes us closer to artists because like we we get you bro like we want right. to we want you to win we're trying to win together right. we eat as a family literally literally never <laughs> yeah. seen a penguin by itself never unless, see a penguin by itself or a huddle <laughs> unless meme or something and that penguin's lost but you know. exactly <laughs> <He's angry. laughs> right, right. yeah well thank you gary thank you thank you oh we did an hour look at that 
I know it went by fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah.